Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it, and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, welcome back to another video on this channel, um, where we look at narcissistic abuse, what it is, and how to recover from it, and how to actually go on to have a fantastic life afterwards. In that vein, I just wanted to tell you uh, that... I am developing a short course for people who are newly new to the whole world of narcissistic abuse and want to learn about it and want to speed their recovery. So that course is coming out at the end of October and it will be very affordable to anybody who would like to explore that aspect of their journey. And also it will include a lot of Irish scenery for I know people that like to see the walks and the talks with Remy, etc. So on to today's video, guys, I'd like to increase our understanding of narcissism and why just look at why there is absolutely no point in looking to continue a relationship with somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder or who is a narcissist. I'd like to look at the relationship with narcissists and pain. This, this once you understand it, is really very pertinent to speeding up your healing journey, to speeding up that recovery it's actually, you know, it seems very complicated when you're starting off on your journey and finding out about narcissistic abuse. And it takes a while and you gradually, gradually and more gradually understand what a narcissist is. When the penny drops and it goes ping, it's such a, it's such a tool for recovery. It's, it's, it speeds things up considerably. That's what I will say. And 
if you actually, narcissism is a very simple, it's very simple once you understand it. Once you take the complication out of it, it's extremely simple. So I'm going to start off with the narcissists, um, narcissists and pain. So let's strip it right back to the very beginning when the narcissist was a very young child. There are a lot of debates as to how narcissism or narcissistic personality disorder develops in an individual. There is arguments for nature and nurture. In other words, that you're born with a predisposition to be a narcissist genetically. And the other opinion is that because of the environment you're born into, that and you're not taught empathy and you're not shown that and you're shown cruelty and you're shown a different dynamic that you develop narcissistic personality disorder. Uh, there's also another another purest view that it's totally spiritual. I take the three and amalgamate them together and say that I believe some some people are predisposed to the narcissistic personality disorder genetically, that they may have smaller areas in their brain that are predisposed to be empathic or emotional. Uh, I also believe then that it's um, it can be encouraged by the young child's environment where they're not taught how to relate to the world in a certain way. Um, and there's a, a lot of cruelty towards them and they develop the self-defense mechanism of narcissism. And I do believe then the spirituality element comes in from, again, the influences of their environment. But whatever you want to believe, we we can all agree that narcissism is prevalent in our society to date, but uh, the narcissistic personality disorder is, is a sure, definite diagnosis and there are narcissists and we've dealt with them and therefore we are actually here looking to understand what we were dealing with. So the narcissist in a, as a young child is hit with pain from from their caregiver, from the environment that they're they're trying to decide how to navigate the world in. And for whatever reason, whether it's nature or nurture or a combination of all, they decide that their the world is actually a game. And the winner of the game is the person that doesn't have pain. So they're being controlled by a caregiver and they're not being shown the empathic way of surviving in the world. And they see things as very cut and dried. This person is it has power over me and I don't have power over them. And I'm feeling pain because of this. So I want to reverse that situation and I want to be in the position of the person who is powerful and controlling of others so that I don't suffer pain. And it's my firm belief that this is how the narcissism is developed and how it becomes a self-defense mechanism that goes on the offensive to defend the self. So the true self is kept hidden. It's not developed. The personality isn't developed, but a personality is acquired from the environment, copied from other people. Um, it's developed the facade or the fake the fake persona is 
developed to protect the immature, uh, emotionally immature true self that is not allowed to come to the fore. This mask is developed against others. The narcissist goes out into the world and practices this way of being. So they learn, instead of learning how to develop empathy and developing their personality and learning how to self-regulate their emotions, they learn a much more simplistic way of being in the world. They learn that they need to get control of situations and people. They learn how to manipulate successfully. They basically, basically, the idea of what you feed grows. So if you're if you're a narcissistic child and you're feeding your manipulative techniques and you're not feeding feeding the empathic part of you and your brain, what you feed is what will grow. So your manipulative abilities grow. Your abilities to portray a fake persona grow. You you're trying things out at this stage and instead of developing a consistent uh, person personality and identity, you're developing bits and pieces of a fake protective persona that goes out into the world and you're trying it out. Your childhood, the narcissist childhood, is built on trying out techniques with people to see which works and and becoming more expert at manipulation and seeing what mask works for different people. You know, they put on a mask they develop for this person and it doesn't work. So they they understand they need to customize the mask and tweak it to get this person to do what they want. Instead of the empathic individual who is solid and reliable and learning that in order to get their needs met, that if they go a certain way in life, if they're empathic and do the right thing and help other people, that those things in general come back to them. And if they learn to make judgments about what not to do, then their world and emotions are regulated, but they stay within a personality, a true personality. So they get hurt and they do feel pain, but they learn how to not do things like that again, or how to be empathic and understand that it's not a good thing to do that to people. So we have two, you know, completely different sets of, of personal development and emotional development. So the narcissist is very basic. Once you understand that they are basic, that it's all about them not feeling pain. Now, this isn't to do with the narcissist feeling happiness. The narcissist doesn't develop that side of themselves. Their defense mechanism, and it is who they are, Narcissism is who they are. It's their personality construct. So they can't change that. No more that you can change who you have personally become. You can change your behaviours and you can grow as an empathic person or a normal person. But the narcissist remains stuck in defending the true self all the time and not developing that identity, just picking up fake bits of other people. But it's never consistent. It's never reliable and it's never true. So it's it's a defense mechanism against pain. Now, an idea I'd like to introduce here, guys, is narcissism is explained to us, to people of empathy, as the narcissist objectifying people, seeing people as objects, seeing people as 
as H.G. Tudor says, as appliances, as other people say, as washing machines. The narcissist projects objectivity onto other people because they believe life is a game. Life is a game like you play a game of chess. The winner is the winner and the loser is the loser. There's no grey areas, I've often said in these videos. So for all intents and purposes, people of empathy, normal people, human beings, are like a bottle of paracetamol, a bottle of painkillers to the narcissist. If the narcissist uses your empathy and uses people to feel above them, to negate pain once they can have power over a person and transfer their pain onto another person and cause pain to another person. If another person's in pain because of what the narcissist does, that means the narcissist is not in pain. It's really, really simple. It's going way back to their childhood. It's a self-defense mechanism. So they basically put a hand in your bottle of empathy or who you are and take a painkiller out and suck on it. I know this sounds like a little bit of a weird analogy, but the, nar the, the people that are important to the narcissist are their painkillers as such. The other aspect I'd like to look at in relation to pain and the narcissist is if narcissists objectify us, it would be very interesting for us to objectify the narcissist. And in that way, you will understand who the narcissist is and where they come from. The narcissist is a very, is a very simple device. They use us as objects. They use us uh, for our functions. They see us as being functional, as providing servitude to them, as providing emotional regulation and painkilling um, and painkilling qualities to them. They see us as someone who can give them, you know, houses or money and things like that. They can gain things from us. They can gain status from us. So long as they're in power and control over the person that they're with, the main person that they're with, the main supply, their romantic partner, or whoever is very important to, to them, to regulate them, whoever they're feeding off, really. So if you look at the narcissist as an object, the narcissist is a very, very simple object once you understand that there is no grey area with the narcissist. Once you understand that the narcissist always has to win, they can never be the loser because if they're the loser and you're the winner, they're in a pain situation. So again, like when they're leaving you or when they're triangulating you or when they're gaslighting you, you need to be the sufferer and they need to be the perpetrator of that suffering so that they're not the ones feeling pain. The whole life, they set out in their whole life to win. So in every situation, in every dynamic, they need to win. And you need to lose. So that there's no compromise with the narcissist. They may appear to compromise, you know, in a relationship, but they're only giving you the compromise in words. 
They're not actually going to do that in reality. They may agree to something with you, you know, when you have a discussion about something. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. I agree. That's fine. And in that moment, they will agree with you and that. But they've no intention of carrying through on that. So when people have left the narcissist or the narcissist has left them and they're kind of thinking, look, I think I can explain this to the narcissist or I need the narcissist to know how I feel. The narcissist is never going to, if they engage in it, it's because they want to hoover you. The narcissist doesn't see those um, intricacies. The narcissist enjoys you maybe trying to explain to them or communicating with them again or just the fact that they're still having an effect on you. They may even offer to go back into a relationship with you and to appear very, you know, on the downside and as if they need your help. These are all parts of another video as to, you know, how the narcissist can play on your emotions and stuff. But basically, once you, you know, if you do go back to a narcissist or get back into a relationship with them, they, they get the upper hand again. They try and get the upper hand again. They're never going to make you happy. They're never going to allow you to be happy. They give you the impression that what you're doing is going to make a difference to them. But the, the narcissist's whole life never, ever changes they need to be in control of you. They need to be feeling powerful. Any aberration of that, of your adoration of them, is going to look like a total... Is in that moment a total... You're totally disloyal to them. You're no longer serving them. Nothing you've done in the past, they've no object constancy. Nothing you've done in the past is going to matter. Who you're being right now, right then, is who you are. And you're against the narcissist because, because you're showing the fact that you have needs and that the narcissist may not be totally correct. And the narcissist won't put up with that. The narcissist... To the narcissist, that's them being in pain because you look like you're trying to take control over the situation or over them. They always, always, always have to win. It's just black and white with the narcissist. If you look on the narcissist as a machine, the narcissist has buttons on their machine. If you push the wrong button on that machine, then you're the bad person and you're going to suffer and you're going to you're going to be beaten down, triangulated, controlled, devalued. It's very simple. You don't go against the narcissist. And then I know some of you guys will be saying, but Paula, sometimes I have done nothing and the narcissist will say, come home and, you know, I'll ask them, how was your day or how are things going? And the narcissist will attack me and think because the narcissist has, has had a bad day, the narcissist will think that you're jeering them or teasing them 
or that you know something or that you're compounding their bad day or you're throwing more pain on them. So that you don't know sometimes what triggers the narcissist to actually have a go at you. So you may not know that, but if you have an individual that has a go at you for absolutely no reason, it's a very good indication that you're with a narcissist and something on that machine has triggered them to feel like they're not in charge. They may even like have had a bad day in work and not being able to control the situation in work or put control in other, on, over other people, or they may have felt less powerful in work. So they will come home and feel powerful over you and get that sense of power and control back over you. The narcissist must never be in pain. So everyone is going to suffer if the narcissist is in pain because they want to transfer that onto other people. So the narcissist is just, it's useful and helpful to objectify the narcissist, not from an empathic point of view. Have your compassion and feel sorry for the narcissist for who they are at a distance. They, they don't need your compassion. They won't benefit from it at a distance. But if you look at the narcissist as a machine, because that is truly who they are, they have no remorse. They have no empathy. They just function. It's yes or no. It's black or white. It's you're in pain, so I'm not in pain. If I'm in pain, you have to be in pain. Button push, button push, button push. It's simple. It's, I think, useful to look at the narcissist as a pain machine. That's their self-defense mechanism, really simplistically. They will not be in pain. They can't be happy, but what they can be is pain-free. And in order for them to be in pain-free, someone they're close to or even they're working with, the other party has to be in pain in order for them not to be in pain. And if everything seems to be going well with you guys, you can be sure the narcissist is giving someone else a shitty time. And the going well with you guys will only last for a certain length of time until the narcissist decides that you need to be put back in your box. I hope this kind of a roundabout way of describing narcissism, putting the objectivity you know, back on the narcissist. So you look on us as, as objects. Well, guys, narcissists, we're going to look on you as objects because we are far from objects. We are really complex, beautiful, empathic individuals. Narcissists are functioning machines that dole out, dole out pain and play games in order to regulate their fake persona. Hope this helps. I'm going to see you again soon, guys. Um, take care of yourselves. And we're really going to delve into uh, narcissism so that we really understand it, so that we do not get caught again, and so that we can really heal on this journey that we're on, this life journey we're on. Thanks, guys. I'm going to see you again soon. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.